0: You're listening to Jump to Recipe, the show for busy people who love to cook. This is one of our older episodes from when we were called Time Management Insider. Back then, we focused on all kinds of time management for inside the home, not just cooking. Except there was quite a bit of cooking back then, too, because it was still me, and I'm a little obsessed. I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's jump in. This is Time Management Insider, a show where we share way too much information about meal planning and time management for inside the home. You know, trying new flavors, new ingredients, new ways of cooking can be a really great way to get excited about being in the kitchen and to bring some fun into that daily chore kind of cooking also. So while I'm not vegan, nobody in my household is vegan, we don't follow any kind of plant-based diet. We do like to play around with some of the different alternatives and try new things just as a way to try new things and bring some excitement into our world. And that is the reason why I love talking to plant-based bloggers. They're just cooking a little bit differently from the way that I do. Their starting place is often different, the strategies they use can be different, and it can bring so much variety and excitement into my own cooking and my own kitchen, which is why I am delighted to be talking with Amy Katz from veggiessavetheday.com today. Amy is telling us about her formula for building flavor. She's got a free instant flavor guide that she uses to do this, and we'll tell you how you can get that flavor guide too. And she's also telling us about some of her favorite ingredients, favorite flavors to use just for extra things to try. Maybe we haven't heard of them before. Really, really fun stuff. So after that, I'm going to be coming back and giving you a five-day meal plan that is, I believe it's vegetarian for sure. It might even be fully vegan. No, not possible. I think there's some cheese in there. Of course there is. This is me. So we're going to do the meal plan at the end of the show. And first, we are talking to Amy from Veggies Save the Day. I hope you love this conversation. I believe it, that. to be here. I'm delighted to have you. Now, I know you have the website Veggies Save the Day and you are a plant-based food blogger and a certified vegan nutrition health coach, which I think is wonderful. And so we have an expert here and I want to talk with you about how to make plant-based food more flavorful and delicious. I think a lot of us are thinking about transitioning or we do one or two meals a week and don't really know how to make it taste good. So can you just start by maybe explain what plant-based is and then we'll jump into some of these flavors. Yes, absolutely.
1: So plant-based means that you're not consuming animal products. So when we talk about vegan food, you know, nothing containing beef or chicken or pork, fish, seafood, eggs, or dairy, and in a lot of cases, no honey either. So nothing that is derived from animals. So when we create plant-based meals, we're looking to integrate vegetables, fruits, grains, beans, legumes, and ingredients like that, but nothing from animals.
0: Okay. Yeah. So that, that takes out some of what we think of as like traditional food groups, but we still, I mean, you could still get all of the nutrients that you need just like to, before we jump into flavor too much, just things that people need to know or be aware of to make sure they're getting, is there anything that that is important to talk about?
1: Yeah. I think a lot of people, when they think about having vegan meals or plant-based meals, they're concerned about protein. And it's really not an issue as long as someone is consuming enough calories during the day. Every food that you eat, even vegetables have protein. So even if you're having broccoli, there's some protein in the broccoli. Mm -hmm. It's not just all carbs. And so really, if someone is eating a sufficient amount of calories, it's not going to be a problem to get enough protein. And a lot of foods have a really high content of protein, such as like tofu or beans, things like soy milk, you know, any of these things that we're going to be eating instead of animal proteins, all these plant proteins have a sufficient amount of protein as well.
0: So I guess I'm hearing you say that we don't have to center our meals around the sort of legume, nut sort of thing, which or tofu, which I think that's kind of my like go-to is, okay, I'm doing a vegan meal tonight. What is my protein? Where is that? So we don't have to worry about it quite as much as maybe we thought we did.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. I think that, you know, one of the things in the standard American diet is when we plan a meal, usually we think, well, okay, what am I going to make tonight? I'm going to make it chicken? And am I am I going to make beef, something like that. So naturally, when we go to make it a vegan alternative, we start with that protein. But it's really not necessary to think of it that way. Instead, you can break it down into the other components. And all together, with everything combined, you're going to get enough protein.
0: Okay, well, that's really great to know. So then I want to know, when you are planning a meal, where do you like to start?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So what I've done is I've created a four-part formula for putting together vegan meals that are full of flavor. And um, I actually created a guide for this on my website, a free guide that's called the Instant Flavor Guide. So what I do is I take these four parts, and you can start any order that you like. So you don't have to start with the traditional protein like we were just talking about, you can start anywhere. So these four parts are going to be a grain or a starchy vegetable like a potato. And then it's you're going to have some kind of vegetable or fruit. Usually you want to pick you know, one or more vegetables, and then some kind of protein source. And that's going to be like a bean or legume, tofu would be included in that or nuts or seeds. And then the last part of the formula, which is my, my favorite part of the formula, is you're going to add a flavorful sauce. So it could be something that you're using as a marinade or it could be a sauce that you're adding on at the end. But something that brings all those components together and that's going to be how you create this delicious meal.
0: Oh, I like that a lot. So you're not stressing too much about what the different components are. You're just going to focus really on that sauce for the flavor component.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you can think about two different cuisines that you like, like, say you wanted to create like a Mexican inspired meal. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you could think about, okay, well, I want to make something with brown rice. And then you think, okay, so that's my grain. Now, what can I add to the brown rice? Well, I can add maybe some black beans, Or maybe I could add lentils, you know, something like that. And then for vegetables, maybe you want to add some. Broccoli or zucchini, maybe some corn. And then to finish it off, well, we want to make this, you know, kind of a Mexican inspired meal. So we could add like some kind of salsa, we could add guacamole. So something where, you know, if you're looking at each component separately, oh, okay, well, brown rice, yeah, that's kind of boring. Just some beans, you know, not too much flavor. But once you put all the components together, and add your sauce, Mm -hmm. then that's really going to bring the flavor to the meal and make you want to eat it.
0: Oh, I love that a lot. So then what, so what are some other inspirations for sauces?
1: Yeah. Well, one of the things that I like to do is think about herbs and spices a lot. So especially, you know, once we're getting into the summer months, Fresh herbs are more readily available. So if you think about things like basil, cilantro, parsley, you can make really flavorful sauces with those. So, you know, going to something traditional like a pesto, you can easily make a vegan pesto without cheese. So you could use if you want to have a cheesy flavor to it, you could use some nutritional yeast, or you can use some of the the vegan cheeses on the market. Mm -hmm. And you can make a pesto and then build your meal around that pesto. So you know, pesto isn't limited to just pasta, we can use the sauce for really anything. So say you have like some quinoa, you want to add to add some chickpeas, maybe like some uh, green beans, or if you want to go something fresh, like some tomatoes and cucumbers, even some avocado, and then you could finish it off with your pesto, and that's going to be super flavorful, and it's going to you know add something to that meal. Instead of having these components that are great on their own, it's really going to put everything together and make it cohesive and make it a complete meal.
0: Oh, this is really, this is really great. So I'm trying to picture like when you're making these meals, are you plating things like rice beside beans beside vegetables, and then just drizzling the sauce over the whole thing? Are you mixing it all together and baking it? Like what, what is the, or what are the options, I guess, really?
1: Yeah, really, it's it's limitless. I mean, you could do either. A lot of times I like to serve bowl meals where I do serve the components next to each other, Mm -hmm. and then put the sauce on top. And then, you know, you can mix it together yourself while you're eating it. But yeah, you could you could also do kind of like a baked casserole. Another thing I like to do is um, kind of like a sheet pan meal, or I do that in my I have an air fryer oven. So I'll put like the different components and then, you know, add the the sauce on afterwards. And that way you could do it either with everything all mixed up together, or you could keep the components separate. Like say, for example, like potatoes or sweet potatoes, and then you could add some like chickpeas. I like that a lot, roasted, and then, you know, all different vegetables.
0: Mm, very nice. So you mentioned the air fryer, which is one of my favorite things. Yeah. Can you maybe tell us some of your favorite plant-based things to put into the air fryer?
1: Yeah, you know what? I use my air fryer multiple times a day. Yeah, it's one of my favorite appliances. <laughs> yeah, and I love the the oven style because you can fit more Food on the tray, so you can do like a whole dinner at once. But one of my absolute favorite things to air fry is tofu. A lot of people, you know, they're a little intimidated by tofu. Like maybe you've had it in an Asian restaurant where you know it's prepared like a lot. You know, maybe it's fried or or stir fried and it's got a really nice sauce on it, so it tastes great. But when you buy tofu yourself and you get it home and it's just this block that doesn't taste like much, you know, and you're not sure what to do with it. So one of the simplest things you can do is just marinate it in a little bit of like soy sauce or tamari or any of your favorite sauces. And, you know, it doesn't have to be Asian style. You can also do this with like balsamic vinegar and a little Dijon mustard is a wonderful combination. So anyway, you you can just toss that in this quick marinade, just let it sit for 10, 15 minutes Then spread it out on your air fryer pan and stick it in there. And, you know, 10, 15 minutes, you have perfectly done tofu. Um, You can even do this without any oil, Mm -hmm. make it oil free. And, you know, the tofu ends up crispy on the outside and tender on the inside. And it's very flavorful, even just with that quick marinade.
0: Does it stick at all to the air fryer? Or do you have to use parchment or anything like that? Or is- I personally like to use
1: parchment because you know, that way it definitely doesn't stick. And if you get any marinade, it's not going to drip down into the air fryer. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, easier for cleanup. But otherwise, you can just use a little cooking spray if you like. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, you know, depending on what you use for the marinade, it probably won't stick. But, Mm -hmm. you know, parchment paper is always a great option.
0: Yeah, I just I'm not I just realized I'm not sure if tofu is something that like is prone to sticking or not. I will say I just so people people know, I, I I get the perforated, their air fryer parchment sheets that are perforated to have little holes in it so that the air still circulates, even though, and I think you could probably make them yourself, just get parchment paper and poke some holes in it, right? (laughs) But that's what I like to do for that kind of thing. So what else do you like to put in the air fryer?
1: Well, you know, I, all the different vegetables are really great in the air fryer. I like to take, you know, different vegetables like Brussels sprouts or cauliflower, broccoli. You know, any of those cruciferous vegetables, but even like green beans. You know, any any of those kind of vegetables, and I'll just toss them with a little bit of olive oil and maybe a little salt, and you know, could be dried herbs or some seasoning but also chickpeas. I absolutely love air fried. So I don't like them super crispy. So I usually do them at about 350 degrees for about 15 minutes. And then they're slightly crispy on the outside, but they're still soft on the inside. Some people like them a little more crispy, but that's you know up to you. But yeah, there's so many different seasonings that you can toss them with, different dried herbs, and it just adds so much flavor flavor.
0: Mm, That's good to know. I've actually had like roasted chickpeas before and I was never a fan. I think probably because they were too crunchy, like dry. Mm -hmm. I haven't had them sort of like, so they're crispy on the outside and there's still that soft, like starchy starchy texture in the
1: middle. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I don't like them overly crispy either, but another great thing that you can do is just toss them with a tiny bit of olive oil and maybe just a little salt. And so roast them, you know, the 350 for 15 minutes. And then when you take them out of the air fryer, you can toss them with a sauce. So one of my favorite sauces is buffalo sauce. And you can either, you know, make it yourself like with Frank's red hot, or you can buy buffalo sauce. And they do actually make dairy free ones. Mm-hmm. Primal Kitchen is is a brand that makes a dairy free one. And I just toss those those hot chickpeas with the buffalo sauce. And oh, it's amazing.
0: Okay, I need to know now how do you so when I make homemade buffalo sauce, I use like the Frank's red hot or Tabasco, like whatever kind of hot sauce I, I've got. And then I mix it with melted butter. So when you make it, there's no way you're mixing it with melted butter. How are you making your buffalo sauce?
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, actually, I do the same thing, but with vegan butter. One of the best vegan butters on the market is um, Miyoko's and it's a cultured butter, just like dairy butter is It's made from cashews. And she also has a butter spread that's made from oat milk mm. and both are delicious. And there are no palm oil in there because I know a lot of people are concerned about that with margarine and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, these are a great option and you would, would not be able to tell the difference if you oh. made side by side yours with your dairy butter and this with the, the vegan butter they they taste so
0: similar oh wow and it, it, so it melts in the same kind of way to do that yes yes oh. absolutely oh I love that okay I feel like I feel like you probably have a million more of these for me so what is another <laughs> great sauce that I wouldn't have thought that I or sauce or a dish that I wouldn't have thought that I could make into a plant-based version
1: well, I would say Asian cuisine is another great go-to for anyone who's trying to add some more plant-based meals into their diet. Stir fry is just one of the easiest things that you can make, and you know, I admit my stir fry is probably not 100% authentic, but that's okay. <laughs> we can just add different sauces to it, make our create our own. So I usually like to start with a base of tamari or soy sauce. And or you can use um, coconut aminos or another great option, and then you can add some garlic. Ginger adds a ton of flavor. I usually like to add a little bit of uh, rice vinegar, and you know you can add different spices like. crushed red pepper flakes are great, if you like a little heat. Mm -hmm. And I find that, you know, just adding those together makes a great stir fry sauce. And, you know, if you don't want to go with tofu, that's okay. You don't, you know, you don't have to eat tofu, you can just do all veggies or chickpeas are another great option for if you want to add more protein. But yeah, so many different ways to have stir fry. And you can either serve it with rice, or you could do like rice noodles, um that's always fun so yeah the you know there's just so many different options
0: I love nuts on stir fries too cashews oh, peanuts yes. all those cashews children. peanuts
1: yeah those are great options
0: so you mentioned tamari a couple of times can you tell us I have tamari in my cupboard but how is it different from soy sauce do you know
1: yeah, so tamari is a wheat-free soy sauce. So it still comes from soy, but it doesn't contain any wheat. And the reason why I use it is I have a gluten sensitivity, so it's better for me to avoid wheat when possible. Mm-hmm. And I find that tamari has a great taste. It's very similar to soy sauce and, you know, I really enjoy it.
0: I actually prefer it to soy sauce. I find I th- I don't know if it's because the the wheat in regular soy sauce is kind of like a filler or something, but the mm-hmm. flavor in the tamari feels richer, like fuller to me. Yeah,
1: I agree with that. And I I do think that the wheat is used as a filler.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, one more. The coconut aminos. What is that?
1: Yeah. So coconut is one of these things where there's so many different things they can make from it. So coconut has the coconut palm, you can extract the the sap. So like when we're talking about maple syrup, so coconut trees have a sap as well. So they can actually make all different things out of the sap, including coconut vinegar, which is really great flavor. I If you like apple cider vinegar, but you want something a little milder, coconut vinegar is a great choice. So anyway, they can also make coconut aminos out of that. And so that is an alternative to soy sauce and tamari because it's soy free. So if someone has a soy allergy, then coconut aminos are a great choice. And it still gives that savory umami flavor.
0: Oh, wow. I love that. Amy, this has been so informative and wonderful. Can you please let people know where they can find you online? If they have questions or they want to check out your guide or any of that kind of stuff, where where should they go?
1: Sure. Yeah, you can find me at veggiesavetheday.com. And when you visit the site, you can click the tab that says guide, and that will allow you to download the free instant flavor guide. And you can also find me everywhere at Veggie Save the Day. I'm particularly active over on Instagram. So come and find me there and feel free to send me a message. Okay, fantastic. Thank you so much, Amy. Thank you. It's been my pleasure.
0: Okay, I have seriously already added coconut aminos to my Amazon shopping cart, and I'm going to put a link in the show notes to them for you too in case you want to get some. I love finding new ways to add that umami flavor to my cooking, and I cannot wait to try those. And don't forget to go check out Amy's free instant flavor guide. Head over to veggiesavetheday.com, and you'll find it there. Now we're going to dive into the meal plan portion of this show. As promised, it is vegetarian and maybe mostly vegan. There is some cheese in there. It's a five-day meal plan, and I've chosen the recipes because they have some similar ingredients, but there's still a lot of variety, so you're not having the same thing all the time. Grocery list, nice and short, but variety, nice and big. And what you do is you head to cookthestory.com slash meal plans, and you're going to look for meal plan number 87 Click on that. You'll get all the links to the recipes that I talk about, instructions for make extra of this, don't do that, that kind of thing, and a printable grocery list to go with it, all to make the chore of cooking, the meal planning, the grocery shopping much easier for you so that you can focus on the joy and the exciting parts, which are the food we're going to be cooking. So let's dive into this meal plan. We are starting the week with sweet potato quesadillas. I love this recipe so much. Sweet potatoes, black beans, there is a little cheese in there. And something about the texture of the sweet potatoes just makes it seem like there's way more cheese than there really is in there. I love these so much. Then on the second day of this meal plan, we're doing a kale taco salad. And that one, it is a vegetarian as it is. It's not vegan, though, because it has some yogurt in the dressing. You can totally sub out oat milk for it. I've tried it. It works really, really well. And then if you do want to add some protein to there you can of course add chicken you can do chickpeas you can do pepitas like pumpkin seeds those would be wonderful on there as well then on the third day of this meal plan we are doing vegan rice bowls you can do white rice brown rice or cauliflower rice for this one it's got chickpeas cucumber radishes and this really tasty dressing that you basically make by thinning out hummus i love it it's so good on the fourth day of this meal plan we're doing tomato soup with vegan grilled cheese sandwiches So the tomato soup recipe that I'm linking to actually has bacon cheese croutons that you make. Don't do the bacon cheese croutons if you want this to be vegetarian. You can just do grilled cheese croutons, or you can have the sandwich on the side, or you can do the vegan grilled cheese sandwich that I'm going to link to. And then if you're trying to make this one vegan, you would want to use oat milk instead of the dairy in the soup as well. Okay, that brings us to the last day. We are doing vegetarian fajitas. Love this recipe. This is like quinoa and a whole bunch of Tex-Mex flavors all cooked together in a skillet. And then you spoon it into your taco shells, flour or corn, whatever you want to do. And then you could do any other toppings that you want as well. So they're just really, really fast because it's all done in one skillet. Easy, relaxing cooking, but loads of flavor in there. Okay, that is our meal plan today. Head to cookthestory.com slash meal plans and look for number 87. And that is our show for today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you find this very inspiring. I get inspired talking about food and cooking to you, with you. So I hope you're enjoying it too. If you love this show, please tell a friend or leave a rating or review wherever you listen. That helps other people find us. And I'd like to say a big thank you to Amy Katz from VeggieSaveTheDay.com. Really, really inspiring and I'm telling you those coconut aminos I cannot wait. And then thank you to Caroline Hull and her team at Wild Home Podcasting for producing this episode. And as always, thank you to Audio Snack for all the great music. Have a wonderful and delicious week.